You wake up, get ready for work, fix a cup of coffee, or two or three, hop in your car, fight that traffic, drive those commuting miles, and start your busy day. Work all day? Of course. Then drive home. But you stay busy. Weekends too. Day after day. Year after year. How long do you have to keep doing this? When can you retire? Mike Stevens, founder and president of Capital Wealth Advisors, wants to start planning your retirement today. His goal is to prepare people for a great retirement. You worked hard for this moment. Let Mike and his team give you confidence to enjoy your future. This is Retire Utah Radio with Mike Stevens. Welcome to Retire Utah Radio with Mike Stevens, the founder and president of Capital Wealth Advisors. I'm your host, Spike Spangle. The team at Capital Wealth Advisors understand that getting to retirement is totally different than getting through retirement. Mike, are you excited to help your audience navigate the challenges we face in retirement so they have a better chance of winning the retirement game? you bet. Winning the retirement game is what it's all about. Every day in retirement is like a Saturday. That's why I get out of bed to help people do that. Fantastic. So there is a lot that's been going on. We, we've got so many different topics we're going to cover today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that we're going to have questions about the market and your portfolio and your strategies. So today you will hear a lot about Capital Wealth Advisors retirement strategy, what that means, what that entails, the steps, the process, and how it can help you get some answers, and maybe we'll even have some time to answer some other questions today on the show. Hey, yeah, that's right, Spike. And here's the deal. Anyone can always reach out to us at 801-210-5500 or just find us online at capitalwealth.com. All right. So we all remember the fairy tale about the three little pigs (laughs) and the big bad wolf. You have kids. Have you read this? I got three young kids. I don't know if they know the story yet, but I know it pretty well. All right. We know we get it, though. We, we've got the three different houses. And boy, talking about housing in this market is pretty crazy right now. So you want to make sure you've got one that's <laughs> that's built really strong. And we're going to be kind of weaving this analogy in and out today, folks. We're, I want to talk about building a financial house, a financial house for our retirement, one that is strong, one that provides you both the comfort and the fun that you have always been looking for. Let me start out pretty general here. Mike, why is it so important for you and everybody at Capital Wealth Advisors to build a sturdy financial house for someone's retirement? Yeah, well, because life has a way of throwing curveballs, if you haven't noticed, right? Those three little piggies, I knew that they knew that they had the big bad wolf coming, right? So they accepted that there is a challenge that was going to be out there. But that's the thing is that you have to have a sturdy financial house for your retirement plan so that you can have the peace of mind that you can find the refuge from the storm or when the big bad wolf comes and starts blowing and huffing and puffing that you're going to be okay. Off the top of my head, uh, I mean, again, I'm going to use this analogy throughout Mm -hmm. uh, several of our components today, but I think of materials that go into building a house. I think of location. I think of the craftsmanship. I think about electricity. I even think about plumbing. There's so much that goes into building any kind of house. And quite frankly, I've never built a house. Uh Uh, My uncle actually built a house and uh, he built a home they lived in. And I asked him, I said, would you ever do that again? He's like, absolutely not. (laughs) He was an engineer. He he enjoyed doing that stuff. And he always still tinkers around the house. He said, I would never, ever do this again. (laughs) So as a financial advisor, just maybe some of the places to start out, where do we start when it comes to building a financial house, especially if I'm thinking about retirement. 
Right. Well, so the thing is, is that, yeah, you know, let me go back to, for one second, my background. So my dad, before he passed away, was a custom home builder. So I saw what goes, yes, well, I saw what goes in the making of building a house. And, you know, there are people like your uncle, Spike, they want to go and build that house themselves, um, realizing like, hey, I think I could do it. You know, I could get educated and I could take my time. And then at the end of the process, they go, gosh, it would have just made more sense just to hire a professional to do it. And uh, my dad was meticulous about what he did as a home builder. And that's why he got a lot of people that wanted him to build homes. So I would say that when it comes to building your financial house, you want someone who's as meticulous in building your financial house as what my dad would have been at building your actual dream house. And now what you really need to do when you're looking at building the house, it all comes back to income. When mm-hmm. you have this strong financial house, it's, you know, you go back to that analogy, the story of the three little pigs and the big bad wolf, you have to make sure that there's enough income, right? So when life blows and huffs and puffs and the storms <laughs> come, that you're going to run into your financial house, you're going to say, that's not going to affect me because I got this rock solid income source that's going to help me out in my retirement years. Mike, when it comes to actual houses, did did any of that building capability transfer over to the sun? Do you like I mean, doing stuff yourself? Let's just be honest. I did work on my dad's construction site. I worked rain and snow. You know, I'm from Canada, right? So pretty much like half the year is snow. Um, but I hated doing it. That was not my thing. And that's why I wanted to make that change uh, and go into medicine. I said, this is you know, this is not for me. I was enthralled about learning about medicine and how the body worked. And, you know, again, life throws curveballs. We lost my dad at the young age of 49. And it was at that point that my mom said, hey, I need help with my finances. I don't understand anything about that. And again, with that curveball, I had to learn this stuff for my mom. And that's where I learned my true passion is geeking out on numbers and still helping people. <laughs> And, uh, and giving to people what I hoped and wished that my mom and dad would have had in their life. That's an incredibly challenging story in itself. You lost your father at a very young age. Yep. And it leads me to the question, what would happen if just one part of our financial house is overlooked? For instance, I mean, that you said that your mother didn't understand as much about financial planning. Probably, she probably wasn't prepared for it. We probably think, oh, we've got a long time to put these things off. But yeah, um, it's really actually because my dad, just being the great guy he was, he took care of everything mm-hmm. for my mom, my sisters, and myself. So he was the one that said, hey, don't worry, I got this. So when we lost him, it was a really unpleasant situation to go through. And the same thing for your financial house. If there's something in your financial house spike that that really has not been properly addressed, you could also be in for an unpleasant surprise. And, you know, the sad thing is, is we do see this more often than not. And, uh, you know, our team at Capital Wealth Advisors, we're on a mission to basically make people's lives in retirement a dream experience. And when I say a dream, I don't mean like you don't remember things. I'm saying that you're living the life that you've always wanted to, that you're saying, you know, we've saved, we've scrimped, we've worked hard, and now we can actually enjoy our lives. Folks, if you are listening to the program, if this is one of the first times you are tuning in, we are happy to do a complimentary retirement review for those listeners of our radio program. All you have to do is contact us at Retire Utah Radio, 801-210-5500. Mike, I wanted to continue a little bit about that. We're talking about building our financial house, but we are getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Maybe I'm getting a little ahead. You can't build anything without a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yep. And I think about shaping a, a wonderful, complex retirement. And so many people I hear go into retirement without any kind of plan, without anything written down, without any sort of blueprint. How can you rest comfortably in retirement without having some sort of blueprint in place beforehand? I have no idea. Honestly, that would give me ultra anxiety. And I mean, I'm just a planner. There are people that will get in their car and just say, let's just drive and see where we end up. That's not me. And I don't think that anyone wants to go into retirement with a hope and a prayer plan like, hey, I hope this is going to work out. But unfortunately, people do spike. And you know, we want to make sure that people realize that if you have that plan or you have that blueprint, that you can have that peace of mind, that you can know that no stone's been, you know, unturned, that everything has been addressed. Um, and as you go into the process of building your, um, your home or your financial blueprint, you can have the clarity that you're looking for. So let me tell you a little bit more, just, you know, I've, I've expounded on the fact that my family background, they're in construction, they're in real estate. So, you know, I felt like I was a pro at understanding how a house was built. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because Spike, I'm actually going through the process of building a home myself. Okay. Mm, okay. So, so having a family in real estate and construction and saying, yeah, I kind of got this. I know my <laughs> wife said, here's what we want to do. We want to go and find a really good architect and we want to go and find a great general contractor. And I said, okay, that's cool. And you know, when I went into the process, Spike, what I learned is that I didn't know as much as what I thought that I knew. So that was a little bit of an eye-opening experience, and I just found that I needed the help. But here's also going through the process, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed working with someone that had done this hundreds, if not thousands of times before. They could counsel me and, and, and give my wife and I the guidance and say, hey, you know what? That's a really cool idea, but maybe have you considered this? Hey, I didn't even consider that. So the exact same thing, you definitely should get help creating your actual house or your financial house, it, it goes one in, in the hand, both of the thing, the things are the same. Hand in hand. Hand in so, hand is what I was trying to say. Yep. So um, let me ask you this then. So uh, you, know, you think you, you knew you were ready to buy a house, you're mm -hmm. at a certain point in your life, yep. you said, okay, it's time to pull the trigger, it's time to put down the down payments, time yep. to start picking out textiles and things we're going to use. Mm -hmm. When it comes to building your financial, how do you answer the, the question, when can I retire? Yep, totally. And everyone's the, everyone's different. We have people that are ultra proactive and they're they're already saving at third in their 30s, which is incredible, and they got this mindset of, "Hey, I want to retire by this time." There's people that, you know, they've put it off and and that's okay, folks. If you're one of those people and you're saying, "Ah, gosh, I don't know that I really put as much time into this as what I should have done." Still come in and chat with us anyhow. And here's the thing, too. On our website, we have something called the Checklist Challenge Spike and okay. Here's what happens on that checklist challenge. You just go to our website and you download it. And in the free checklist, you're going to be able to mark off vital elements pertaining to things like income or medical and healthcare, uh, some things like advanced financial planning, risk management, tax efficient strategies. If you can go through that checklist and start checking things off, it's going to give you a better feel for where you stand with retirement. That checklist challenge from Capital Wealth Advisors is complimentary. If you go to our landing page, go straight to retireutah.com. That's retireutah.com and download complimentary the checklist challenge. Mike, we only have a, about a minute left. And um, it, just in this segment here, we've got so many different things we're going to be talking about, though, today throughout the hour of our program. I want to ask you just off the top of your what's the what's the favorite part 
of your house. So let's envision this new house you're building. What do you think the favorite part is going to be? I, I already told my wife she can have the entire house. All I care about is the garage. So Spike, I love tools. I love tinkering, modifying, building. Basically all of the stuff that Tim the Toolman Taylor loves. That's me. So the garage, <laughs> that's my spot. Fantastic. And I had a feeling, you know, it was going to be it was either that, the bonus room, the patio that you're building, something like that. The foundation is never the answer that I get from anyone, but the foundation clearly is one of the most important parts, if not the most important part of the house. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about in our next segment. More with Retire Utah Radio right after this break. If you have any questions, though, feel free to give us a call at 801-210-5500. How can you know you'll be able to live the retirement you've always imagined? Mike Stevens at Capital Wealth Advisors can help you find out if you're still on the right track with his checklist challenge. Take it today at retireutah.com. That's retireutah.com. If you owed almost $28 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $28 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are low or later when rates are much higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Mike Stevens and the team at Capital Wealth Advisors know what to look for. Mike can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 801-210-5500 to set up a visit with Mike Stevens and Capital Wealth Advisors. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now. 801-210-5500. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Advisory services offered through Capital Wealth Advisors, LLC, a state of Utah registered investment advisor. Are you worried about running out of money in retirement? Mike Stevens of Capital Wealth Advisors wants to guide you to and through retirement. Give him a call now at 801-210-5500. That's 801-210-5500. Welcome back to the program. You are listening to Mike Stevens, founder and president of Capital Wealth Advisors. I'm your host, Spike Spangle, and we are talking about building our retirement foundation, our entire retirement house, if you will. And we do know that there's so many different kinds of elements that go into it. We need a retirement plan that needs to be solid. And I was asking right before the break, uh, Mike, what is going to be the, the favorite part of the new house that you're building? And uh, yeah, the garage, garage is great. Yeah fantastic you know we we, we want to put all of our toys in the, you, you're going to have a fridge and a tv in there as well uh i don't know about that but i got <laughs> i got a lot of things to fill it up with my i got some hobbies that my wife would say hey as long as it's organized the garage is your domain right but nobody whenever i ask them what is the favorite part of your house ever says the built foundation mm-hmm. and, and we need to have a foundation to, to yep. have any kind of house it, it doesn't matter how big or small it's going to be so we need to put this together the same way for retirement. What would you say are some of the foundation steps, elements of putting together a foundation for retirement? Yeah, and I'm gonna. I think I want to answer this a little bit different than how you're just asking me here, Spike. So, like, we're okay. talking about a foundation, and you know, it is probably the least exciting part of the house. But when you think about the foundation, it's not just the foundation; it's the material that you're using. Um, you know, and the ratios of, of the actual material, like if you did 
and I, I don't remember like the cement mixture or anything like that, but if you do like too much water or you do not enough sand or, or whatever it is for the cement, and that's what retirement is like too, because you could be too heavy with one thing thinking, no, 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 I got, you know, my massive stock portfolio and, and I'm just getting the dividends and, and, and everything's going to be hunky dory. You have to know that there has to be appropriate um, material and appropriate ratios when you're building that, that foundation. So when we're talking about things like a retire, um, excuse me, reliable income sources, that's a big thing. You have to have income in your retirement foundation. And that's a tricky, tricky thing because again, that's what retirement is all about. It's the income. I've always said a portfolio isn't a plan. So, you know, you can't just say my portfolio is my foundation. It's the actual plan. Fantastic. So well, let's go over some of those sources yep. of income. I, I would agree with you that that is the foundation. I mean, you've heard the phrase uh, before, house rich, cash poor. Uh -huh, yep. So you could have the house, but if your foundation, if you don't have those income sources to get you all the way through the retirement, well, you know, now we're living on ramen noodles in a, in a huh. nice house, but we, yeah. we want to be able to enjoy ourselves. So yep. define for me what, what you consider some of the income sources to be in retirement. Yeah, and that's a that's also a tricky word, reliable. Um, because oh, okay. here's a yeah, well, here sure. and let me explain, and I'll expound on that here. So you could say social security that's a reliable uh, source, but you know, folks, is social security reliable? I don't know, right? We have mm -hmm. this, we got this issue um, where social security is a little bit in trouble, and there's some changes that need to get made to the program. Um, you know, but social security typically is one leg of the retirement stool. Um, hopefully, if you're lucky enough to have a pension, um, that is also, you know, an income source that would be like a foundational um, income that you would have in your retirement. But how many people have pensions these days? I, I was going to say that I, those are farther and fewer. Yeah, between. They're, they're going away. And then how solid is your pension? I mean, we saw like great companies, um, you know, their pensions failed. You know, Delta Airlines was one of them, and and GM and stuff like that. So, you know, reliable is a tricky mm -hmm. word. And, and here's another thing too. We have people that say, hey, I got rental income. And, you know, for the longest period of time, rental income was a reliable source of income. But then we saw COVID hit. And then we had a problem where as a landlord, you couldn't get rid of someone um, for not paying their rent. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to work and have an actual plan. And I would say that you have to have more than one plan. You have to have some diversification in your plan that if one thing fails, that it's going to be able to step up and make a difference um, on that other thing that did fail. Do you have a feeling one way or another about annuities as an uh, income source? Yeah, absolutely I do. And I think that they're a good tool sometimes to supplement things like your social security and your pension. And when I'm asked about the word annuity, I kind of, I clam up a little bit because I don't know what anyone's experience with them in the past are. And the reason why is because annuity is just a word. There are variable annuities. That's what goes up and down with the stock market. That's typically what has a lot of fees, pays the advisor a lot of commission. We're not really fans of those. Then you have things like fixed annuities. And that's almost like a CD where it's paying a, a guaranteed rate of return. Um, and then you have these new type hybrid products called indexed annuities. And you know, Let's go. I mean, I'll just be flat out. Index annuities, if you're going to go the annuity route, an index annuity is my favorite of some of the annuity vehicles. But again, I just want to emphasize something here. An annuity is a tool. And, you know, Spike, on one of our previous uh, shows, we talked about 
when I asked you if you remember about a car, I said, um, you know, we're going to talk about Ford cars for a moment. And I said to you, what, what kind of Ford car are you thinking about? And you told me Ford Bronco. And I said, well, I was thinking about Ford Pinto, right? <laughs> Ford's a great company, but they've made some not so good cars. And then there's cars that they've made that are just awesome. Mm-hmm. So when, when you say annuity, really what you're saying is um, you're saying a tool. And then within that tool, you have some companies that are good companies, some that are not good companies. And you have some companies that make great annuity products and not so great annuity products. So here's what I'd suggest is if you got an annuity and you don't know if your annuity is good, reach out to us and give us a call, 801-210-5500, and we're happy to answer that for you. You're listening to Mike Stevens, founder and president of Capital Wealth Advisors. We're continuing our retirement planning discussion today. We know that there's an entire strategy that goes into it. We're we're talking about sources of income that go into the foundation Yep. of building our, our retirement house. You had mentioned something as well, so I also want to ask you your thoughts on Social Security. I, yep. I see this phrase a lot, how to help someone optimize Social Security. Mm-hmm. You don't work at the Social Security office, so I do how not. does one optimize Social Security? Yeah, there's uh, several different ways. As a matter of fact, there's about 567 ways that you can claim your Social Security oh, benefits really? if you're married. Um, so it's not just black and white. And, and here's really kind of the dirty secret for anyone listening, is that as advisors, we don't get paid to manage social security spikes. So <laughs> there's advisors that really have no clue about how the program works. And it's because, you know, why spend the time if you're not going to get paid on it? And then there's advisors like our firm that we are retirement specialists and we understand that social security is a big important aspect and you want to claim or optimize as much of your benefits that you're entitled to. And you definitely can optimize your social security benefits. As a matter of fact, let me give you a, you know, a scenario. We had someone come to one of our workshops and they thought, hey, you know, I didn't work. I didn't make any money. And this, this woman was divorced. And she said, I don't get any social security benefits. And I said, well, hang on, you were married, right? And she said, absolutely, I was married. And I said, you're actually eligible and every situation is different. That's a thing to be aware. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I said, here's the thing. You are actually eligible for some of your ex-spouse's social security benefits. Spike, you should have seen her face light up. And she said, wait, are, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, I'm not. She came into the office. We sat down with her. We didn't end up even working with her. But Spike, we gave her good information and we feel good about helping people. And that information, no doubt, made a big difference in her life. And you know, for anyone that is unsure about Social Security, we have an awesome report. If you go to our website um, and download um, the 16-page guide on Social Security, it's going to go through how to optimize Social Security for your situation, why timing, why that's everything when it comes to your benefits, and just ways to uh, supplement your Social Security income. So if you go to our website and you download that free guide, I think that's going to give you a head start. Just go right to retireutah.com and click on the complimentary social security report. That's retireutah.com. All right. So we know that we have to maximize, optimize our social security benefits. This is a tough question. And this varies, I know, for everyone. So we're thinking of the size of the -hmm. retirement house that we want to live in, right? Is a million dollars enough? To build our theoretical retirement house, is that is that the number that 
I know that a lot of books talk about it. I'm wondering, does this number need to be updated? Is that the same for everyone? I because actually, I got to tell you, sometimes it's overwhelming thinking about, oh boy, I better hurry up and save that million. Yeah, and that actually that that drives me crazy because there's all these free tools out there that says, hey, plug in your amount, and if you have this much money, then you're going to be totally fine. But here's the real answer: there is no generic amount that is one size fits all for everyone. So. You know, someone living on $4,000 a month, they're going to have way different income needs than someone that says, I need $20,000 a month. So when you say, I need a million dollars, I think that you're actually doing a disservice. What you need to do is not figure out how much you need in the portfolio. You need to figure out how much you actually need on a monthly basis for income. And, you know, retirement is not linear. So, you know, the $4,000 a month or $20,000 a month that a person needs. Um, that's got to grow and it's got to grow with inflation. You know, not too long ago, I was just interviewed on KSL 5 TV and we we're talking about inflation and how that's going up. That's a real thing that we need to figure out. But what we got to do is we got to take that monthly paycheck that you need for your retirement, grow it with inflation, figure out how much you're going to keep, you know, after taxes, how to maximize that strategy. And then what we got to do is take that and grow, grow, grow. And then we get to an end number. And that end number is age 100. And then we can figure out here's how much money you need to have a safe, secure financial house. All right. It is wonderful when people come in and obviously they've had enough and they've been able to do some planning. Mm -hmm. y your situation, as you said, your father way passed away at a very young age. 49. Um, but he had things in place for you, you know, you, there were things that you needed to learn and your mother needed to learn along the way. So my question for you is this, what about when there is a shortfall? And yep. it, it's great to talk about everything from the positive point of view, but there've got to be people out there who are worried that they haven't saved enough, mm -hmm. or they're going to have to work until they're 95 yep. or, you know, what do you do with someone? Are, do you welcome them to come yeah. in as oh, well? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the crazy thing is there's so much financial information or just information period. You could drive yourself mad going to website to website to website, figuring out if you've done the right amount for your retirement, if you've saved enough for retirement. And we do invite people to come and spike. And you know, even if someone wants to give us a call and just schedule a 15-minute chat on the phone, we're happy to walk people through and give them some good advice. But, but here's what happens. There are people that think that they have a shortfall in retirement. And when we do the planning for them and we pull all the pieces together, their social security optimization, their tax strategy, their Medicare, the legacy planning, the healthcare, long-term care, sometimes what we find is they are in a great position, but they didn't realize that. They've been worrying, thinking, I got to keep working because I worried that I didn't have enough money. True story. I had a guy in my office, a uh, big tough guy, and he started crying. He started crying in the office, Spike. Uh -huh. And his wife, he she kind of just looks over like, what the heck just happened? Because she'd probably seen him cry like three times total in their whole married life. And he just said, Mike, I got to tell you something. I've just hated going to work for the past couple of years. I want to make memories with my family. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. think I didn't think that I could do it. And, uh, and this is such a weight off my shoulders. And folks, if you feel like that, I would invite you to give us a call. 801-210-5500. You're listening to Retire Utah Radio. More with Mike Stevens, the founder of Capital Wealth Advisors, right after this. When should you start taking Social Security? 
Mike Stevens can help you get the most out of your Social Security benefits. Go to RetireUtah.com to download his Social Security report. That's RetireUtah.com. This is Retire Utah Radio with Mike Stevens. You don't have to go it alone in retirement planning. Mike Stevens and his team at Capital Wealth Advisors want to help. Give them a call today, 801-210-5500. Once again, 801-210-5500. Welcome back. You are listening to Mike Stevens, the founder and president of Capital Wealth Advisors, and we're talking about building our financial retirement house, not the actual physical house, but we're using the metaphor today and all Mm -hmm. the different steps. You know, and then I start to think about that. We, we talked about the foundation, which we consider income, but there's so much more that goes into it. We got the walls, we got the roof, we, we've got, you know, picking the plot, then we got all the, the fixtures and the features and so forth. Just a so couple decisions to make. Right? There are a few different decisions to make. So when you're starting to think about those different things like walls and roof, well, you know, what kinds of concepts are those in our financial house of retirement? Yep, because there's a lot of financial decisions to make too when you go into retirement. You know, I really like to say the walls would be money that would outperform inflation. You know, we've talked about the foundation, we've talked about how you have your guaranteed sources of income. So, how we do things at our office is a little bit different. So, once you have your guaranteed paycheck, that's your foundation, you know, you got your social security hopefully optimized, you got your pension hopefully, and if you don't have that, any money that we take to go into the income plan that we don't need for the foundation, that's what I like to call the mad money. And that's the money that you can put in the market. And whether you're a aggressive investor or a conservative investor, that's okay because you got your guaranteed paycheck coming in. That's your foundation, folks. So that money that you don't need, that's like your walls, okay? So what we always like to do is say, all right, we got a paycheck coming in, but we want to be able to capture some of the upsides of the market. We want it to outperform inflation. Having things like a stock portfolio or other income sources, that's going to be like the walls of your house. But again, you don't want to just do one thing. You want to have some diversification. Okay. Now, we're building our our financial retirement house here. One of the things I think of and I worry about are the walls coming and crumbling down, right? And when I think of the walls crumbling down, I kind of think of the markets. Mm -hmm. And the house that we live in getting to retirement is a completely different investment approach than getting into our retirement, stepping into it, and, and living and existing in our retirement. Talk to me a little bit about investment strategy, building that strategy, because there are different stages of our life where we are accumulating wealth and we're just letting it ride. Yep. But part of what you need to do and what you oversee for people and being, you know, kind of the making sure that you are the foreman of this entire building site is making sure that people are invested properly. That's yep. a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. What, what yep. kind of is your approach? Okay. So there are advisors that specialize in accumulation and there's advisors that specialize in income planning or distribution. And when you're talking about maybe the walls coming down and using that as a metaphor to the stock market, if you go back to what I was just mentioning a moment ago, if you have a sturdy foundation, any of the money that you put into the market, you don't have a loss if you don't sell. And that's one thing is that people will sell because they make emotional decisions and it's human emotion that can bring down the walls of our financial house. If you have a sturdy foundation and you realize that that money's coming in with your paycheck, that foundation, no matter what, you don't have to tear down your walls yourself. So it doesn't have to be the stock market going down, tearing down the walls. 
oftentimes it's people tearing down the walls right. themselves, right? right? So that's what I'm trying to say is that that money um, that you're, you're diversifying in in retirement, you don't have a loss if you don't sell. You just need a guaranteed paycheck coming in and all that money, that money we're referring to about the walls in the market, that is mad money. And that's how we do things at our office. And I feel like that's different. And when people come in, they say, oh my gosh, this is such a breath of fresh air because historically when the market goes down, I worry about timing the market. Should I get out or is it gonna go back up again? And I tell people, once you have your solid foundation, you don't have to worry about all that stuff coming in. Here's the thing, Spike, we also have a really awesome thing to download. Anyone can get to it and it's called, Will Your Money Last As Long As You Do? This is a simple eight page guide. And here's what it's gonna cover. It's gonna cover like experienced financial professionals, how they can address those what ifs about your retirement that you might have. And also you're gonna probably learn about things like healthcare. That's a thing that people get really freaked out and scared about and tear down their, their financial walls because they say, oh my gosh, the market's gone down. I gotta sell, I gotta lock these losses in because what happens if I need money for healthcare? And we try to encourage people, they don't need to do that if they understand the actual plan. And then also, and we'll talk about this in just a little bit about taxes, but I think that really, um, that guide, Will Your mm -hmm. Money Last As Long As You Do? It's eight pages, it's an easy download. If someone goes to our website, retireutah.com, they can actually download that guide for free. Fantastic. So make sure that you get that complimentary guide there. We're continuing with our analogy of building the retirement house. How much of our savings should we be putting into conservative financial things? We were talking a little bit about investment strategy here. You know, we want to be safe. We want to make sure that the house doesn't get blown over by taking, you know, too big of risks and so forth. So we're clearly we're pulling back a little bit, but we can't completely. The reason I ask, and I'm sorry, I'm talking way too long for you, Mike, it's that you might have somebody who comes in and says, I'm too scared to be invested in the markets. Mm -hmm. I need to pull everything out. Yeah, we see it all the time, actually. Yeah, so, so again, sometimes you have to help people get out of their own way. What do you do with people who have their own mental barriers about a, a strategy that's going to help them stay retired? Well, I think the first thing that we do differently is we ask questions and we try to figure out, you talked about the mental barrier. We try to uncover the reasons. Why do you feel this way? You know, we have people that say, I'm just worried about running out of money or, hey, I really want to leave a legacy to my family or I'm concerned if my spouse or, or I get sick. You know, we need to hire someone to lift us out of the bathtub, which is never a good thing. You don't want your spouse to try doing that. But so you got to ask the questions. And that's the thing is that a, a plan is different than a portfolio. And there are advisors that are absolutely incredible with, you know, rate of return. And that's really what their focus and their specialty is. But when you're working with a true retirement specialist, someone that understands how to ask which questions and, and what that actually means for you and take something that's really complicated and bring it down and make it simple, that's the value of working with a retirement planner. And you know, just getting back to the question that you asked me, Spike, is how much should you put in conservative financial vehicles? I don't know. Every single person is different. Mm -hmm. You know, There mm -hmm. are people that they've literally won the financial game. And for them, it doesn't make sense to risk their money. You know, we always uh, joke about this. So I'm going to bring it up again. The mom rule, Spike. Do you remember talking about the mom rules? Give us a little refresher. My, yeah. My mom always said to me when she was my first client, she goes, Mike, here are my rules. My rule number one is protect my principal. My rule number two is grow it at a reasonable rate of return. And my rule number three is give me some income. Those are the mom rules that I affectionately use for a lot of our clients when they come into the office. So here's the thing. Should you be all in conservative? 
Probably not. Should you be an all aggressive? Probably not. Every single person should have customized financial planning. And when you call into the office, give us a ring. We'll help you out with that. Our number is 801-210-5500. Okay. So this is huge for me. I know that I wouldn't build a house on my own. Um, you, you Neither had would some, I. Neither you had some family I. background with it. But okay, so this is big. Yep. You'll hire a contractor to mm-hmm. build a house. You'll hire a mechanic to fix your car. You'll go to a restaurant. You'll hire a chef to cook for you. Mm-hmm. But people seem to think that they can build their financial house on their own, and they haven't been through it, and they haven't been through retirement, and they don't see what's out there. How do people find the right kind of, let's call it a contractor, to help them build their retirement strategy? Yeah, I think the reason people do that, too, is really it's a trust thing because, Spike, we're talking about someone's life savings. So if you think about that, for anyone listening, you know, you've worked hard. You deserve an awesome retirement, and it probably would terrify any person to realize I could trust a person that didn't have my best interests at heart. And then guess what happens? Oh, my gosh, I'm in big trouble. I got to work longer or my retirement's all messed up and it wasn't what I was planning on it. You have to do some homework, folks. You got to interview. You got to ask the right questions. And again, that checklist challenge that we have on our website, you can go to retireutah.com. That checklist is going to give you the questions that you could take in and interview and ask and make sure that you're on track to have the best retirement possible. But here's the thing is that you do want to hire a professional because there are no do-overs in retirement. You only get one retirement, kind of like that tube of toothpaste, okay? When you squeeze it, it's really hard to get the toothpaste back into the tube. So it's not, not taking away from anyone too saying, I, I need to hire a professional because I'm not capable of it. But a professional is able to help oversee and say, you know what? I would recommend this, or I would recommend that because they've done it hundreds, if not thousands of times. Spike, we have people that come into our office that, man, they are just, I'm impressed. I'm blown away at how good of a job they do. But even some people say, you know what, this has been fun, but now I want to take what I've done and I want you to help oversee it. And I want to go and enjoy my retirement. And I don't want to have to check the stock market every day. And I don't want to have to worry about this kind of stuff. They're not incapable of Mm -hmm. doing this. It's just that they choose like, hey, I only want to be involved this much. I have looked at things, projects around my own house. You know, I, hey, I can redo the tile. Oh, I do this all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I start looking at it. I'm like, well, you know, I just take a little bit more extra time. And then I yeah. realize I've blown an entire weekend. I've bought tools that I don't know how to use properly. I've probably <laughs> spent twice as much in cost because I had to go back and buy more tile because I messed up the first ones. Yeah. Is it when we think something, and when you realize at the end, say, yeah, well, that contractor that gave me a quote was going to cost me 1800 to redo the bet. I just should have used the contractor. Yep. It's those mistakes, I think, that we don't realize. What could be some of those things? Just, just a couple of things that people might not realize that they need to pay attention to in retirement that, that you're able to shine a light on for folks. I mean, I mean, again, we've talked about this before, but you could claim your social security way too early and that could cost you thousands of dollars possibly in taxes just by doing it incorrectly. Or you could leave money on the table that you would have been entitled to, but just because of not filing a proper strategy. Um, another big one is taxes. We talk about taxes at our office, like taxes, taxes, taxes. That's the magic word around our office. There are ways that you can convert money into tax-free vehicles like a Roth IRA, but if you don't do it the right way, it can have lasting implications 
on things uh, in your retirement portfolio. I'll give you one example. If you over um, convert, possibly that could trigger an additional Medicare increase two years down the road. And yes, I did say two years. It's not like you convert and then, oh my gosh, uh, I messed up my Medicare. Two years later, you're going to find out, whoops, that just cost me a lot more money. So there are things that you can do um, to accidentally, and I say that because people are well-intentioned, but accidentally wreck their retirement without even realizing what they're doing it. And I am notorious for doing that, going back to home improvement projects. I have a really sore back right now as we speak because mm -hmm. I this past weekend, Spike, I was underneath <laughs> the kitchen sink thinking that I could put in a brand new faucet. And my wife was like, hey, well, why? Like, you know, I know you can do this, but like, shouldn't we get a professional? No, it's okay. Relax, sweetheart. I got it. No, no worries. Here's the deal. I did it, but I'm paying the price with a sore back right now. If you would like to do a review, just to make sure that you don't try to do it yourself and make costly mistakes, all you need to do is give us a call. We will do a complimentary consultation, 15 minutes over the phone. Just call us at Retire Utah Radio, 801 210 5500. Leave us a message. We'll get back to you during the week when it's convenient for you. Are you worried about running out of money in retirement? Mike Stevens of Capital Wealth Advisors wants to guide you to and through retirement. Give him a call now at 801 210 5500. That's 801 210 5500. If you could leave tens or possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table, would you? That's the risk you take when you don't plan for Social Security. But with more than 2,700 Social Security rules and dozens of ways to file, it's a little complicated. So how confident are you that you'll get the most out of your Social Security benefits? Mike Stevens and the team at Capital Wealth Advisors can show you your options and help you determine the filing strategy best for you. Call them today at 801-210-5500. That's 801-210-5500. Get the social security benefit you've earned. This one decision could mean tens of thousands of dollars more for you in retirement. 801-210-5500. Mike Stevens and Capital Wealth Advisors. Call now. 801-210-5500 firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Advisory services offered through Capital Wealth Advisors, LLC, a state of Utah registered investment advisor. For more information on retirement planning and how to get started, go to retireutah.com. That's retireutah.com. Welcome back. You are listening to Mike Stevens, the founder and president of Capital Wealth Advisors. We are talking about everything that has to do with retirement planning. That's what we do at Capital Wealth Advisors, you can always go to our website and take a look to see more about the team at CapitalWealth.com. We are ramping up a discussion about building our quote-unquote financial house for retirement. Not, not an actual physical house, but all of the elements that go into it. And lastly, of course, I think we need to hit on the roof. Mm -hmm. So w when it comes to a roof, what would you say is the roof of our financial retirement house? The cherry on the top, right? The thing that people also don't think much about, but here's the deal. Taxes. Taxes are the financial roof of your retirement house. And you got to ask yourself, are, am I paying too much in taxes? A lot of times people come into the office and they say, here's my rate of return that I got last year. And I will say, that's so awesome. How much of it did you keep that counts? And they look at me, Spike, like, what are you talking about? My dad said, Mike, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep that counts. And here's the thing. We got a government that has a reckless spending problem right now, 
And I don't know what's going to happen for sure in the future, but you know, we're seeing an out of control spending issue. There's only one way that deficit is going to get reduced, and that's most likely an increase in taxes. So I would say the roof of the financial house is taxes. And you know, this is a hot spot for a lot of people, and they're unsure about are am I paying too much taxes in retirement? We've created an awesome eight-page guide that anyone can go to our website and download this. And in this eight-page guide, what you're going to find out is how to separate your taxable and tax-deferred accounts, um, how to watch for signs and ever-changing tax laws, or you know things like options for tax deductions in your retirement income. It's really easy. All you have to do is just go to retireutah.com to download. Well, thank you so much, Mike. We know that when we're going through our retirement, there's so many different steps. And we might not think of the things then that we're leaving behind, or maybe we might assume that our kids or our grandkids want all of that stuff. Well, it's kind of funny. We we found this list, I believe it was in Forbes, <laughs> it's called the top five things your kids don't want. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Have you ever seen the Netflix show uh, Tidying Up? I haven't, no, but I know that, you know, I've cleaned out garages in the past where there's old pickle jars or baby food jars full of random nuts and bolts, right? Like mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. just tossing them. We don't we don't want that stuff. Right. But there there are all kinds of things and they are our keepsakes. But then I I've remembered it several different times going going to somebody's house who when they passed mm-hmm. away and helping a friend or helping my relatives kind of go through those things. It it's kind of tough, you know, it's tough sometimes. And so we might want to think proactively, what can we do about those things as well? So this, I, I think, again, I think it came from Forbes. We've got the top five list of the things that your kids don't want. Mike, do you want to take us through what some of those are? Yeah, this is a really uh, crazy fun article that I read here. Um, number five, Spike, steamer trunks, sewing machines, and film projectors. I, I know that my grandfather had a couple of film projectors. We, we kept one of those, but my mom, my mom, actually, she was, she's been my seamstress my, my entire life uh, until I started getting into suits and all that kind of stuff. But mom, yeah. mom always did all of that stuff for me. And I have a hard time with this one. I, I, to me, it, it actually is kind of a keepsake because I can mm-hmm. just picture so many Sunday afternoons of, of my mom sitting there and asking her if she could do a favor. But um. For those of you who might not have the space for something like that, donate. There are so many different, from simply your goodwill to a church, and there, yep. there's the invention of so many fantastic websites today that there might, if you have working machinery like that, it might be worth donating. So what, what's next on the list? Or, or at least just check out and have it appraised, right? You might be holding on to oh, part, yeah. of your reti- your part of your retirement plan because you have an antique sewing machine that's worth a lot of money. Who knows? So... Um, number four is porcelain figurine collection spike. I, I, my grandmother, my grandmother, just tons and tons of, um, oh my gosh, now I'm forgetting the name of them. Um, but we, we had all different kinds of them. And, uh, here's another idea, donating them to retirement homes or using them for, for gift exchanges. You know, that this was, this was something that was near and dear to someone in my family. You know, you can give the gift of it to someone else. Um, I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about garage? I haven't done a garage sale. Mm. Oh gosh. Since I was like 10 or something years old. I, I know that's kind of pie, but now you got to have all these random people driving up to your house. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a pack rat by any means, but I do. Um, I have a hard time letting go of sentimental things. And that really leads us to the next one on the list. That is heavy antique furniture. 
my dad, when he passed away, um, one of the things that I got from him was his boardroom set. And uh, this, I mean, the, it was in pristine condition still, but I mean, it looked like you walked into a 1980s law firm and that doesn't fit with our decor here, but it had sentimental value to me because I would go to my dad's office and I would sit on that, on that furniture and I would draw and color while I was waiting for him and he's designing houses and stuff like that. But heavy antique furniture, that is one of the things on the list, Spike. Do you have any thoughts on that? We've got huge, my mom has, a, she was a, a great antique buyer and we've got these, the, you know, these beautiful wood pieces. But one of the things that, that we did in our family recently, um, we went from the large family house and this is one of my dad's, um, one of my favorite lines from my dad. So we used to, you know, the big house and we went with more of a, a flat ranch and a basement and so forth. And I, you know, I asked my dad a year or so into it, I said, honey. How do you feel about this? He's like, it's great. Rather than losing my glasses on three floors, I only lose them on one now. <laughs> yeah. But they, we used to have all of this furniture, and my mom was fantastic. She took pictures of everything. She put it up on all of the website. She was so thrilled. She got thousands of dollars of cash because of all of the antique furniture that she sold. People came right up to the house. She was able to give it to people who wanted it, who were going yep. to be able to, she kept some of her favorite pieces and so forth, but yeah. you know, you can make cash from some of the stuff that you've yes, got you around can. the house. Mm -hmm. And that's part of your point is that while it was great in your home, mm -hmm. is it going to fit into your kids' homes decor? Yeah. And, and yep. you know, and do we have the, the time and the space to be, to lifting and moving all of this stuff around? Yep. Yep. So we got number two on the list and that's sterling silver or just, I mean, crystal, um, you know, and I, I don't really see this as much anymore. What, what are you seeing spike? You know, well, my, one of my, my other grandmother was, so would get uh, a fine porcelain and get beautiful, beautiful crystal, uh, mm -hmm. from overseas. And these were centerpieces of, you know, everything we do in our, our events, our holidays and so forth together. But I don't know, e even thinking of how the world has changed. I just can't remember the last time I've done some formal dining. Yep. And, and I think that kind of wraps into number one. We got the fine porcelain dinnerware. Um, I don't know that people get out the fine china anymore and, and do that. So uh, times change, Spike, and that's, it's a normal thing. And uh, if there's sentimental value things, hang on to them. There's nothing wrong with it. But I had fun going through this list here because it kind of brings me back to some of the the times that I've gone in into grandparents' house and seen all these fun things. Well, let me, I'll ask you further though. Yep. When do you have the conversation with folks? So let's, so let's say you're the folks and, and you've yep. got a lot of this collected. Yeah. Um, do you help coach folks in saying, hey, you might want to sit down yep. with the kids or make almost like a checklist <laughs> challenge we of have... your stuff and like, hey, you know, Billy wants this, Bobby wants yes. that, Susie wants oh, yeah. this. Because have, I, I don't want to leave that argument for our kids, right? No way. Because I'll tell you, you actually see families rip apart because, hey, who wants mom's wedding ring? Who wants the, the, the dress? Who wants this? Who wants that? I mean, it is crazy to see that there's sentimental value as a child that as a parent, you would have never thought that your children would have been attached to that. Have that conversation right now. And here's actually what you can do is you can have a trust. Now, we are not estate attorneys. We work with our clients, estate attorneys, all the time. If you don't have a good estate attorney, we vetted estate attorneys and we don't have any economic benefit if you choose to work with one or the other. But have that conversation now. You want to say, all right, here's what's important to the family. Here's who gets what. And I'll tell you that at one point in the future, one day when you do pass away and your loved ones get these special items, there's not going to be families that are going to be fighting over these things. So, how common is it that you see people who don't have? 
any kind of legacy plan, not not even a will. And, and what are actually some of the risks of, yep. of not having some sort of plan in place? I mean, it's huge. You just go back to my mom and dad's story. My dad didn't have, and again, granted in Canada, it's a little bit different, but he didn't have his estate plan or any of these things documented properly. And I just watched the amount of trouble that it created for my mom because it went through probate and probate is public record. Everybody can see what's going on. Um, you know, some families are embarrassed by that, but the whole thing is, is that if you take some time right now and just organize your financial life, and what I was going to say just, just moments ago is we have something in our office that we've created for, uh, for people and it's called guarding your legacy. It's where you can write down the things that are important to you. And it has some memory joggers where you think, oh yeah, I, I never thought about that. These are the kind of things that you want to do. Give us a call at our office, 801-210-5500. And what we can do is we can help you out with that. We can get you that guard in your legacy. We'll be happy to even just email that off to you if you like. Well, so maybe somebody said, well, I already have my will, which mm -hmm. you said still goes through probate, yep. or I, I've already done my legacy planning and I, I don't need to worry about how often does it need to be reviewed? I mean, think about you've got grandchildren who are born in the family or divorces, you've got our insurance policies, we've changed jobs. How often should somebody review a plan, even if they already have one in place? I mean, all the time. And all the time is, you know, it's subjective to what people think, but I would say at a minimum, at least once per year. And again, you want to have your beneficiaries up to date. We've had people spike come into the office where, you know, we do a beneficiary review with them. And they come to find out, oh my gosh, I have my ex-spouse listed as my beneficiary of my 401k. The new spouse in the room is pretty happy that we found that error, but stuff like that happens all the time. Or we have people that, you know, they come in and they say that my spouse passed away and, uh, you know, the beneficiary wasn't correct. I wasn't listed on there. Um, now I'm going through and I'm trying to fight and prove that that, you know, money should have been coming to me. But even things as simple as, not just beneficiaries, tax laws are changing all the time. You know, if you think about the SECURE Act that passed back in January of 2020, that did a major number on how estate plans are working. So, uh, or how they're, excuse me, how they're changing. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, you gotta be aware of these kind of things and you can't say, all right, I've set it up once and we're just gonna leave it alone. It doesn't work like that. The, the name of the game in retirement these days is change. Things are different than what they were 10, 20, 30 years ago. You are listening to Mike Stevens, the founder and president of Capital Wealth Advisors. Mike, I hate to tell you, that is all the time that we have. That went we way too fast. We spend an hour with you every single week, but that's going to be all the time that we have for today's yep. show. Yeah. Hey, Spike, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to today's program. We're going to be back next week with more retirement guidance. And, you know, Spike, we talk about this all the time, but accumulating these assets, it's only one step towards the journey enjoying the retirement that you've always dreamed of. That's the goal. So folks, tune in for more Retire Utah Radio with me, Mike Stevens of Capital Wealth Advisors next week. And if you do have any questions about your financial journey, just give us a call, 801-210-5500. Capital Wealth Advisors is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Advisory services offered through Capital Wealth Advisors, LLC, a state of Utah registered investment advisor. Insurance services offered through CWA Insurance Services, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be 
construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Capital Wealth Advisors is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Capital Wealth Advisors. This radio show is a paid placement.